Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the following program were pre-recorded. But I'm alive. And I'm feeling fine. Hopefully you are, too. Let me spit the gum out of my mouth. I don't think that's in the COVID protocol. I didn't spit it on anything. Sprayed everything down. The only thing I haven't sprayed is my mouth with like any uh, like viral liquid sprayer disinfectant. And if I do that, then you know I'm looking to get a cheap buzz, and that ain't the way I'm going tonight. How you doing? Sterling stepping in. Fine Saturday night. The Nation Station, what you're listening to, 700 WLW. Well, last night it was a wait and see. Tonight, it's uh, we kind of know you just heard Vice President, uh, well, now President-elect Joe Biden and uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris address the nation from Wilmington, Delaware, along that river and uh, looking to uh, reunite, uh, I guess, this country, depending on how you look at it. But uh, President Trump has uh, failed to, at this point, say anything except that he thinks it's basically fixed. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he said more or less that. Uh, we will get into this in a number of ways this evening as the uh, count uh, of votes is still going on and uh, talk of litigation continues and we'll see exactly how long it draws out and what the transition will be like because no matter what, it seems like we've got another president coming in January 20th. We'll talk to Willie, Bill Cunningham, you might know him, after 10 o'clock uh, and his perspective on this. I hope he's okay. He may be emotionally broken right now more than normal. We'll see. Uh, Kevin Necessary going to join us, editorial uh, cartoonist, illustrator, because now he gets to sort of focus in a different way than what he has previously. And what his job is is sort of a, uh, making fun of anyone and everyone, which is what I do. But I don't do it with the pen. I do it with my mouth. And, and someone who knows from political science, who knows from elections and counts and legalities and transitions, and uh, Professor Emeritus, former head of political science, Wright State University, uh, kind enough to give us some time tonight. Dr. Donna Schlake, welcome back to the big one. You were Sterling on this fine Saturday night. How are you, and what did you think of this acceptance speech and the fact that we have a president at this point who has uh, failed to acknowledge or admit or maybe openly believe that uh, he's on the way out? It, it is striking, isn't it, Sterling, that e- even at this point, uh, we have a president-elect, a declared winner, uh, and it's still all about Donald Trump. And I, I think that was the point of President-elect Biden's speech. Uh, we have a lot of business before us to take care of. The country really needs to focus on the issues ahead of us rather than those things that divide us. It's going to be a recurring theme. Uh, the question, of course, will be, will he be able to have a Senate that works with him? But uh, I, I, I've been watching the, the messaging today. Sterling Fox was working very hard to help their viewers you know, begin to accept this transition and its legitimacy. And I think it's important for us to say, you know, once again, thank you to all those poll workers, all those Americans who, who went uh, to the trouble day of or earlier to exercise that core civic duty, which is to vote. Uh, Transitions can be uncomfortable, can't they? And uh, President Trump is going to make this harder on the American people, I think especially for his followers, and I think it really has to be. Dr. Slack, what I'm kind of curious here about is the fact that there are people who, and I ended up doing a marathon show last night, so eight hours of this, 
and talking to a lot of people, and I've seen it echoed today on Twitter and even walking the dog in the neighborhood, which is my way of getting a quick barometer of what's going on in people's minds, at least those who are willing to talk to me as I walk around and pick up some of my dog's stuff. Um, there are people who think that the, the count is uh, messed up, th that there's been wrongdoing, that there's been uh, random videos and accusations of impropriety, if not uh, outright theft of this election. What do you say to those people who are of that mindset right now uh, and the president sort of uh, stoking that fire and has been for some months? Regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, it is an issue of concern because this is not a banana republic. It, it's such an important concern, and yet, Sterling, how do we reassure people who have been told over and over again that the process is illegitimate, that it's been rigged, that somehow it's a hoax? You, you, you see our fundamental problem here. Uh, I, I think uh, what we can say to people who may not believe it or may not trust the process is to watch what he does. Uh, what, what, watch the selection of his cabinet members. Watch to see when he is reaching across the aisle to initiate uh, legislation, particularly for COVID, research, recovery, uh, economic stimulus. So um, we, we, we've had a lot of tweeting of president of, you know, divisive messaging. It's going to change, and if you don't trust him, trust, what, what, watch what he does. Believe your eyes. Follow the policy. The good news is now we get to talk some real policy, don't we? Let's hope so. Uh, Dr. Donna Schleich, by the way, Professor Emeritus from Wright State University, former head of political science with Sterling on 700 WLW, talking about this transition. Uh, President-elect Biden uh, on the way in with Kamala Harris as his uh, vice president-elect. And uh, we've got President Trump still saying that uh, he's not one, uh, that he's the winner and he's been robbed. In, in the midst of this, Dr. Schleich, the, the talk of uh, transition and protocol, is there a process by which this is done? I'm trying to recall, and I was searching on this, I want to say it was the early 2000s, there was some type of uh, document and agreement put forth as to how a transition is supposed to go, and some of it has been informal, and there's not necessarily any rules. The question is, with this, some people talked about Bill Clinton's administration leaving and uh, not doing it in the nicest of ways. Fear factor, scorchers policy, perhaps President Trump's administration may do the same thing. Is there a protocol for transition to make sure it's done on the up and up for the work of the people, which is what these people's job is supposed to be? You know, there's a protocol. There's a norm. I know when uh, President Obama uh, succeeded W, George W. Bush, uh, how many compliments we heard, public and, and, and in other circles, about the transition and how well, in order to take care of the country's business, the people's business, that uh, W's team had prepared all of the transition books, the paperwork, the computers, the passwords, you know, set up the briefings, go to the briefings, uh, make the transition happen. So it was the Trump administration which uh, handled it a bit differently. Many people believe he wasn't fully prepared to win in 2016, and 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 hence the you know the rush to try to make the transition happen. But in previous ones, in in our uh, 20 and 21st century lifetime, the, the the only rules set are when the electoral college is going to uh, you know to meet and vote, and of course the day of the inauguration. So once again, we're in the world of norms and. And protocols and past practices, and President Trump has made it one of his hallmarks to to uh, upend those. However, 
things like briefing books, uh, transitions, and things that you know are, are are half done. It's the people's business now, right? That's that's what we want to stress to everybody. It's the people's business. It's not time to burn down the house. I don't know. Uh, a friend of mine said this seems to be. Remember Elizabeth Kubler Ross, who wrote the book on death and dying, and all of the stages you go through: yes. denial, anger, bargaining, acceptance, depression, and then finally acceptance. And somewhere in there, maybe you drink a lot or do a, a legal illicit substances. I, I don't know anything about that. That's what I've read. Uh, I, it, 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 it's interesting that that, that process is. I, I think we're going to see that process play out, and I believe that there are good people working in the administration in their day-to-day jobs who know it's the people's business and they want to hand it off properly. I, I have a question, Dr. Schlegel. We're short on time, and I appreciate your willingness to be here, as you were last night, to uh, walk through sort of uh, these uh, uncharted territory. While we're sort of uh, testing here at this point. Um, in the midst of all this, we have an ongoing pandemic that's raging that has not disappeared as we were told it was going to. We also have foreign powers that we know that our intelligence agencies have sort of looked to go at electronically because they were in our social media and a lot of other ways trying to, uh, pardon the expression, but dick around with this uh, presidency, uh, election, uh, and basically our independence in some fashion. In a transition like this and moving ahead, how is that dealt with uh, as we sort of try to get to the next phase of, of these United States and, and this nation. You're right. It's it's a very tricky moment. And that is why both for the American people and also for the world watching, uh, what, pre- what President-elect Biden was saying was, I have it in hand. I plan to be even-handed. It'll be a transparent process. And people know his reputation. Uh, he's been through this transition process before. He's had time to assemble a team. On the Biden side, I think we're going to see, a, you know, a pretty steady rollout of his, of his circle, his senior aides, and then later his cabinet. The real unknown variable here is, of course, President Trump. And especially in national security politics, one thing the uh, security establishment really likes is predictability. And this is a time when that quirk of the Trump administration doesn't necessarily make us safer. Are all of those establishments, intelligence, national defense, homeland security, prepared for this transition? Of course. They know the vulnerability. Uh, I think it's, it's been very interesting to watch the messaging that's been coming out. Tonight was the beginning of it, and, and of course it'll continue for those 70 million Americans who might have a lot of questions about what comes next. Well, we all have but, a lot of questions, yeah. Yeah, transitions were vulnerable. It's it it, it if somebody's going to try to test our readiness, this would be the time uh, to, to address questions about certification because there's a difference between uh, Associated Press and networks calling a race or Fox News or CNN and an actual certification uh, of the next president to elect. So when is that certification happen? Since they're still counting votes, uh, the idea with the the networks calling it at this point is the idea that the, there is no variance of consequence, uh, that it's an insurmountable lead that Biden has, therefore they've called it for him. What comes next with certification where this becomes a legitimate uh, handover of power and to know that we we got an idea of who's got next? Right. Now it goes back to the states. All the counties, all the boards of election will begin reporting back to the states. Uh, And the states that have to go through a recount, and we'll probably see, what, at least a couple, Georgia, probably Pennsylvania as well, after the recount, then you get to the certification process. 
those those results results go to the states, the legislatures, and then the electors to the electoral college are appointed, and then they convene in mid December, about the twelfth, I think, to actually conduct the election. Here's the final question, and I appreciate your availability, Dr. Donna Schleg, by the way, a Professor Emeritus, which means uh, she got to, she still gets to get uh, that that notoriety and that love and stuff from Wright State, but she doesn't have to deal with the headache of showing up every day, which I I respect and admire. Uh, former head of political science with Sterling on the big one. A lot of Republicans voted for uh, President-elect Biden, and uh, we saw an outpouring of uh, really people involved with fr- previously working to elect Republican candidates uh, at the presidential level and, and down the ticket uh, with the Lincoln Project and so on. So uh, moving ahead, what does that mean for governance, and what does that mean for building coalition and, and generally speaking, I think, a, a togetherness aspect rather than such a butting of heads and uh, you know, us or them mentality that we witnessed for not just this last four years, but for some time prior. A lot of the uh, individuals who participated in the Lincoln Project will probably be persona non grata for some time in the Republican Party, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the party turn to them to try to figure out a better way forward. Uh, that that was quite that was one of the more remarkable aspects of this campaign, rebuilding uh, a Republican Party, and uh, understanding where the demographic trends are going. It's going to be a big challenge to that party as well. But the first thing is to take action that people can see to restore faith. And as you said, that list of crises it it, it grows. You know, it's long and it's deep. People want action. They Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase Want cooperation, uh, and and they want some remedy for many of the you know the threats that they're facing. So let's see what they do. Rebuild their party, um, and hopefully make this process a lot more civil. We saw a real gentleman tonight give a speech. Personally, I'm looking forward to, to a little bit more of that. He doesn't have Obama's eloquence, but he certainly has an authenticity about him. He cares go. about this country. That he does. Uh, we'll see exactly what happens in the days ahead, and hopefully some of these seeds of division uh, domestically can also be sort of healed a little bit. Uh, maybe we've seen this primordial ooze, uh, something that's been there a long time, and, and just now if people feeling more comfortable show who they really are and what they really want. Always a pleasure to get in your head and get your expertise and experience and insight into what's going on with government. Uh, former political science Chair, Wright State University, Professor Emeritus, Dr. Donna Schleich. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks, Sterling. Good Take night. care of yourself. We'll come back after your 930 report and update on what's going on with Matt Reese and your chance to get interactive. 749-7800, the big one, pound 700 on WLW. It's Sterling. Here we are. Fine Saturday night, 700 WLW. Hope you're doing okay. Enjoying yourself. Out and about, hopefully. Enjoying it. Maybe even out dancing and celebrating in the streets. People have all over the country. Some protests, too, but I'm not sure how that goes. Uh, President-elect Biden, you heard on the air earlier, along with uh, Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Harris. Later, we'll talk to Willie about this. Bill Cunningham going to join us after 10 o'clock, see where his head is on this. Of course, he'll address the nation tomorrow, uh, effectively globally, 
uh, from right here at 700 WLW, but we are near full of what he has to say, and we'll get into his head in just about to 25 minutes or so. Also, Kevin Necessary going to join us. He does editorial and, and like uh, political cartoons and is an illustrator. Uh, it's been a while since we've had him on the show, and I figured now is the time since uh, he'll be uh, making some different types of drawings, I would imagine, in the weeks and, and uh, months and maybe even years to come. 513-749-7800, the big one in pound, 718 T. Just wondering how you feel about what's going on. Uh, we'll get to some scores in a little bit. UC, I'll just say this, if you didn't already know, a game you heard on the big one. Uh, handled business big time over Houston. And uh, actually, it was 38-10. And if I'm not mistaken, Alex, who produced the late night show last night that I was on, I think his prediction was 34-14. to So he wasn't far off. I hope he's recovered, though, because uh, he was very at- – that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. I'm like, as long as they win, as long as they win. Will they go up in the rankings, I guess, is really the question. Ohio State playing Rutgers and a bunch of other games in action, so uh, we'll update that after the next break. Uh, something else, and I, I sort of joked about this, but I think now is the time, and it's Saturday, and I don't know how serious you want to be, uh, but, I mean, I want to take a pulse of uh, any of those listening who are motivated to pick up the phone and call. One, I want to know, are you happy with the outcome of this election? Are you one that wants to protest and one who does disbelief about it? And then the other thing to go along with it is I was thinking, of, well, what about presidential movies? There's a lot of movies that feature presidents, about presidents or you know, documentary, like Olympus Has Fallen. And I, and I think they made like a few of them. Morgan Freeman, I think, was in a few of these presidential movies. Uh, and it was always ca- craziness. And they always, like, had crazy bad things happen to the White House, and he, you know, on a lake, and he's in, this, I mean, in space. I have no idea. Uh, LBJ, different kind of movie, different kind of time, very heady. Uh, Vice, of course, came out a few years ago. Uh, and then, you know, somebody, that's nice, very fast. Somebody just messaged me on Twitter. What about the butler? Yeah, that was a presidential movie, kind of, right? That was in the White House, if I'm not mistaken, in all that setting. So I, I guess that kind of fits. Uh, there's Frost Nixon. Uh, th- that was a different time and a different kind of circumstance as well. So uh, I'm wondering if you got a favorite presidential movie that goes along with it. A lot of those are warm and fuzzy feel-good movies, I've noticed. Annette Benning's been in her share of those, at least one or two of those that sort of goes along with it. But, and I want to know if you feel good about this election and how it's played out. Or if you're one, like, uh, the country's been divided for a while. We're about, what, 50-50, give or take. Uh, Monumental vote on both sides. The president uh, in office now, President-elect Biden, both getting more votes than anybody has ever gotten to occupy the office. Biden got more and also got the the, uh, electoral college, too, uh, by taking Pennsylvania, a place where I guess he was born, technically. He's moved around a little bit, sort of like me, but I'm no public uh, official or servant. I'm just trying to make sense of things here on the big one. 513-749-7800, the big one, pound 700 on AT&T. Tommy, what's going on in Monroe, man? How you doing? You were Sterling on, on 700WLW. Good, Sterling. How you doing? I'm okay, I think. I, I, I slept, and then I, I'm back here. It seems like I just left this place, but it's okay. There are worse places to be. Yeah, I work, too. Hey, my question is, Trump was accused of the Russian collusion during the 2016 election, uh-huh. and the Democrats didn't handle it well. I don't know and what that, now this, what does this that mean? year, they didn't handle what, what do you mean? Hillary? Well, what do you mean by not handling they, it well? I just want you to explain. They didn't handle it well because you saw all the... Democrats crying and screaming and throwing temper tantrums, and Hillary didn't concede the election. But now the Democrats want 
Donald Trump just a step away and not fight like Hillary did and like all the Democrats did in 2016. I just want your take on that. Well, what's I mean, the if, difference if, if, between 20? No, what's the difference between 2016 when Hillary didn't step away and then well, she wasn't the occupant? She wasn't. Want, look, man, I'm trying to answer okay, your question. Let, let me listen until you stutter. Go ahead. No one's stuttering, and I don't really understand your attitude at all towards me. So, and, and I, I really am kind of annoyed at entertaining your questions when you're being a bit of an ass. But in truth... It was a very good question. Well, I'm glad you think so. And what I can tell you, the difference is now is we have a, a president who's occupying the office to, at least at this point, has failed to concede when it appears, whether it's Fox News, CNN, Associated Press, CBS, you name it, have looked to see uh, no major wrongdoing of consequence dealing with any vote. Uh, there will be some lawsuits. We'll see how it plays out. But at some point, he's going to have to step aside because he's not the guy who's got next unless something else turns up that we've yet to see. As far as the difference between 16 and 20, Trump's the president for the moment. That, I agree. So, Well, there you go. I'm glad we agree. I don't exactly know what else to say there. Aaron and Frankie and Derek and Murray and Jim, room for you. Uh, I'd like to hear from some ladies. Uh, how do you feel about this outcome? Uh, when will the president concede? Should he continue to fight, uh, even though everyone apparently even around him is basically saying you just got to find a way to, to be a stand-up guy and handle your business as president? We'll see if that's the case. Will we see, in your eyes, uh, some type of systemic wrongdoing or fraud or anything else? Because even though there's been a lot of talk about it, there's been nothing of proof that's been shown anywhere uh, to this point in time. If that changes then, of course, there'll be something that stinks to high heaven, and uh, I think it'll be looked at because we want it to be a clean election. Regardless of political affiliation, which I'm an independent, I hate everyone equally, uh, just trying to, to handle uh, what I'm doing here. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We've got to handle some commerce because that's why I'm here. Uh, 749-7000, the big one, pound 700 AT&T. Will going to join me after 10 o'clock? Uh, Kevin Necessary going to talk editorial cartoons at 1037. I want to know about also your favorite presidential movie. Because I want to be serious and have fun, because otherwise my head's going to explode, and that ain't fun. Ten minutes away from your 10 o'clock report, Willie joins me after that. We'll find out what's going on in the mind of Bill Cunningham and how he sees uh, the future of these United States with President-elect Joe Biden addressing a nation earlier uh, from uh, Delaware. You heard that on 700 WLW, waiting to hear uh, a concession of some sort from President Trump, who... Uh, says it's fixed and it was stolen, and, all, and a lot of people following, I think, his lead... Uh, I'm sure he'll come around unless we get some type of information that will show otherwise. I'm wondering how you feel about things. Were you out there celebrating? Or are you defeated? Do you feel uh, beaten and battered and somehow cheated out of this? Or do you feel that the, the American people have uh, spoken and, and this is what happens sometimes and then you move ahead and, and try to do your business and uh, these people in Washington try to do the people's business? And uh, I, I think that's really what their responsibility is. The party should make no difference at all. 513 749 uh, 800, the big one, that's 800-843-2441 and pound 700 on AT&T. Also, wanted to, I figured we could have a little bit of fun in this because there seems to be a lot of hostility uh, for some reason, which is unfortunate. Uh, issues of like your favorite presidential movie. There's a lot of them. There's some good ones. There's some bad. A-E-L-L-I. E-L-L-I. Ellie, I'm thinking it says Barry. I don't know that movie, but it says that's a good one. And also mentioned Dick which I don't know if that's about uh, Dick Nixon or exactly who that is, but those are two movies uh, that apparently are good presidential movies, uh, according to Ellie. And if I messed up your name, I'm sorry. You can correct me later. Uh, Frankie, it's your turn with Sterling on the big one. We'll get to everybody else holding as quickly as we can. How you doing? 
Hey, Sterling, how's it going? I think it's okay. Good, good, good. Hey, my favorite uh, presidential movie is Taxi Driver. It's a good one to watch in 2020, kind of as a mirror uh, of people kind of being crazy over presidential candidates and or uh, presidents. Um, it's a good one to watch in 2020. I'll, I'll have to rewatch that. I know it's a classic. I remember seeing it as a kid, and I don't remember it really sticking out as a presidential film, but I'll take time. I, I, I mean, yes, he was, somebody, he was a, tra- a campaign worker or something, wasn't he? Or she yeah, was. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah, she yeah. worked for a campaign. Yeah, so the main character falls in love with a campaign worker, but it, it's also uh, the, 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 the presidential candidate kind of becomes a metaphor for the main character's ideology. Okay. ideology. Right. Um, and for lack of a better term, um, you know, I go crazy, shave a uh, mohawk, and kill everybody and become a hero. Well, let's hope that nobody has that mentality. Uh, it was... No, 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 no. <laughs> That's why I think it's a good 2020 watch to no, realize I... that. It's twisted and wrong. I got you. Exactly. Travis Bickle. That's a name that for some reason sticks with me and always will. Frank, I appreciate the call. Anything else before I let you bounce? How do you feel about this election to this point? Do you think it's played out the way it should? Do you think the president should continue to fight or should he step aside and take credible this count as it stands? Well, Sterling, any reality TV star president just needs to step down, I feel like. Wow. Okay. Frankie, thank you. That may uh, rankle a few. Uh, we'll see what's going on in Chevy. Derek, you're on the big one with Sterling. What's happening? How's it going? I think it's good. I, I have to rewrite ta- Taxi Driver now, which makes me a little nervous, but uh, it's on the list. I'll add that to it. Well, I've got one for you. Uh, how about the Manchurian Candidate? Oh, uh, yeah. And that's the one, and they remade this, right, where they, they, they say created a candidate, and then there was one of those scenarios where there was something subliminal. When he saw something, he had to go work and, and take care of uh, assassination or something horrible, right? Exactly. And Frank Sinatra he, originally, and then they remade it, and I can't remember who was in the remake. Denzel Washington, actually. Denzel's in everything, it seems. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I have to say that that's a perfect movie that reflects the overall POTUS seat, uh, because oftentimes he's regarded as someone who simply is the face of America, not someone who can truly pull strings or make things happen unless everyone from the House and the Senate um agrees with him yeah that's only so that's just something i had to throw out no i got you i mean when you talk about the power of the president there's the face of the country and negotiation and of course congress is important it looks like most people want to split congress so nobody has control to just run across the field and do anything that they want it appears and uh the eos uh, the only other way around that which is executive order so yeah so who knew it seems like a lot of movies where some good studying is uh, a part of what it's about derek i appreciate the call and you're listening man thank you uh murray 700 wlw hey hey how are you uh, i'm well thank you note, I'm, I'm a trumper okay uh dis- disappointed sure but we now have we now have president biden and i respect that office and uh if it doesn't work, we'll vote him out in four years. That's sort of how the, the uh, thing works. Everybody, they get a four-year contract, yeah. and either they, they uh, get a renewal or they get uh, punted. Pretty much. And, yeah, I'm not going to get a, a security sheep or start doing adult coloring books. But, yeah, it's, it's just the nature of what we, uh, where we live. 
Uh, do you feel confident? Uh, do you- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, and Murray, do you feel confident in the process and the way that it worked out at this point? Yeah, there's, there's glitches. And, and every four years, somebody's going to complain about how this process works. And until December 14th comes around, let my, my current president fight for what he thinks he, he deserves to win. And once the Electoral College Act goes into play, then Biden will be our president. Uh, so, yeah, it's over 14th of December, and we can live with that. There you go. Uh, my only, my quick observation was I was watching some of the celebrations, et cetera, today, and I found it interesting that the uh, talking heads on all the liberal uh, stations failed to mention that nobody is wearing masks and not maintaining six feet of, of distance. So is that the same thing as a Trump spreader rally? Well, it could be. If people aren't doing what they should to mitigate the spread of the infection, it's a problem. Now, I didn't watch every channel, but the the stuff that I did see, it seemed like a lot of people were wearing masks. I don't care what party affiliation you have. The virus doesn't give a damn. So it makes sense to protect yourself and and protect others rather than being like a Johnny Appleseed of virus. And I agree, but I just thought it was interesting. It wasn't mentioned. As far as political movies, wag the dog. Wag the dog. Now, that was sort of a play on Clinton stuff, correct? Yes, it was. Okay. See, and, and here's it the problem. Working. I'm so, uh, to a certain extent, I don't know about you, I am, uh, I'm tired of all of this. I'd like to be able to just deal with my business. You deal with yours. We can be social and hang out and have a good time. I, but uh, now I feel like I want to watch all these movies. I don't know if I can <laughs> cope with more of this stuff. I, I, maybe I should just start drinking heavily. Well, I tried that. It didn't work either. So you, <laughs> you got to get the good stuff, maybe. That that might be yeah. it. Or maybe you are, yeah. I, I, but it didn't work. Mary, good to talk to you, my man. Thank you. Uh, let's see what we got next. Uh, let's get to Price Hill and Aaron, 700-WLW. Then we got to Jim and Rob and Room for You, 749-7800, the big one in pound, 700 on AT&T. What's going on? Hi, Sterling. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing as well as I can. Uh, I just want to say uh, this whole ex- – election process is exhausting it's been exhausting for a year and then to have us wait another four days uh, to determine the election is even more exhausting now see, um, see the four days wait on you see i didn't mind the four days my fear is that it was going to drag out like 2000 to where it's like december and you know they're doing the dangling pregnant hanging chad lawyer looking over lawyer and some poor person you know at, at the table i think it looks this way i think it looks that way that was ridiculous yeah, and, uh, well, I do want to say, though, that uh, I did vote for Hillary in the last election. Didn't get my way. Um, I did vote for Biden, and I got my way. I just want to say to all the Trump supporters out there that might be feeling a little disappointed, it, it gets better. You know, the president doesn't have as huge of an impact as you think. And, um, you know, we, st- we do need to heal this country a lot. And you know what? If you don't like him, show out in record numbers next time and vote Biden out. Biden out. There you uh, go. I have high ex- – yeah. So. All right, you finish your thought. I wasn't trying to cut you off. No, it's okay. Uh, I do have to agree with the previous caller who said that The Manchurian Candidate was an awesome movie, because that is a great Mind Freak movie. All right, now here's my question. Do I watch the remake or the original? Because I, I, I'm sort of the original guy, but I remember the one with Denzel, and that was pretty strong, too. 
uh, you got to go the OG, in my opinion. Go with Sinatra. Uh, all right, makes sense to me. Hey, uh, take care of yourself, uh, Aaron. I appreciate the call. Rob and Glenn and Dick and Jim, room for you. Straight away, your 10 o'clock report. Matt Reese with an update on what's going on. President-elect Biden, of course, addressed the nation here on the big one earlier. We will talk to Bill Cunningham, our man Willie, on the other side of news, where the Bearcats handled business at Nippert earlier, uh, handling Houston 38-10. to 10. Uh, Bengals have themselves a bye week, and this is where you hear the best Bengals coverage. 700 WLW, Cincinnati. How you doing? Sterling hanging out. 700 WLW, a change in power. Come January 20th, unless something uh, irregular happens, and there's been talk about irregularity, and a president at this point has not uh, said, hey, I lost. But you have a president-elect and a vice president-elect you heard on these airwaves earlier from Wilmington, Delaware, uh, take exceptions and talk about uh, unifying uh, the uh, country as best they are able in the midst of this pandemic and this uh, unusual time in which we've been living. Uh, lots to do later. Kevin Necessary going to join us. His job will change a little bit in uh, drawing very uh, unusual uh, stuff uh, in, in political cartoons in the midst of a changing face of presidents in these United States. And a guy who I hope to bring back in off the ledge, I talked to him off the air, was very concerned, uh, our Willie, uh, Bill Cunningham, who addresses the nation tomorrow night and, and effectively planet Earth uh, starting at 9 o'clock here on 700 WLW with Sterling. Willie, how are you? Are you going to be okay? Well... At this point, it's somewhat difficult to watch and listen to such hypocrisy and such uh, ridiculous comments of Joe Biden and others that uh, I, I fear for our nation. I, you're too young to recall the halcyon days of Jimmy Carter. I was a young man at the time. I, yeah. I used to believe that Nixon could fix inflation by going behind the curtain like the great Oz and just make an adjustment like I would with the, the color on the TV. We went through Jimmy Carter, we went through Bill Clinton, we went through Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden. Listening to Joe Biden tonight, I assume he's not been in office the last 47 years. In fact, for 12, eight of the last 12 years, eight of the last 12, he and Obama were completely in charge of the executive branch of government. So the problems of which he complained, they largely created. And uh, when I listen to this speech about these flowery languages about coming together and being united, why don't we follow the example of what Obama did to Trump? That's a good example. What did he do? Well, what Obama did to Trump was authorize a national security investigation that resulted in two and a half years and about $35 million to prove a Russian collusion delusion that never occurred. And then when that fell apart with Robert Mueller's testimony, what they did was quickly switch to a 16-minute telephone call that the president had with uh, President Zelensky of the Ukraine, and that was the basis of the entire impeachment scam. So when you talk about the treatment of one president to another, knowing there was a fraud fraudulent criminal investigation of Trump and General Flynn. Uh, Obama and Biden kept both those events alive for years to tarnish and ruin the first uh, few years of the Trump administration. So but he got he a lot done. The president. Uh, In spite of that, he got a lot. Imagine if he had, well, what if we had the United States of America? What if we had the red states and the blue states all united under Donald Trump? Well, if he doesn't, if he doesn't admit loss, effectively he is sort of stirring the pot and lending uh, that direction to be, to be reality, is he not? Uh, Al Gore went on for five weeks taking matters up and down the Florida Supreme Court, up and down with Catherine Harris, up and down U.S. Supreme Court, back to the floor. For five weeks, that's what Al Gore did. And when it was all said and done, the media was saying, why are you quitting so early? 
And when Stacey Abrams lost the governorship of Georgia two years ago, she didn't concede the race. Here we are two years later, she still hasn't conceded the race, and they compliment her on not conceding the race because it was fraudulent. And just about a week ago, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, said that Amy Coney Barrett was illegitimate that she's not a real judge sitting on the U.S. Supreme Court. So all this come by a coming together is a bunch of crap because the deeds do not reflect the words of Joe Biden. And by the way, what about the criminal investigation that should be launched of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden with the over 28,000 emails? Uh, and, and that issue is still hanging out there that he benefited greatly for years being a Biden and Hunter Biden is on stage. And that is the guy who has been charged with serious criminal activity by an in-person witness who testified that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden con conducted a conspiratorial scheme to defraud the United States of literally hundreds of millions of dollars. I want to see where the special prosecutor is on that case. So when Hunter Biden talks today about coming together or Joe Biden talks about coming together, where the hell was Obama four years? Years ago, and he when they launched a fraudulent criminal investigation of Donald Trump. Well, you're Where, living in that? the past. You're living in the past. Let's move forward. I mean, you talk about it like there were no convictions or guilty pleas by people surrounding the president and wrongdoing in the midst of so-called collusion, not sharing information about political uh, raising money or whatever the hell else. Unless I've had a blunt head trauma, done too many drugs that I don't think I really did. Uh, am I wrong? A year and a half ago, Robert Mueller, the special counsel, testified it was unfounded that Donald Trump committed any Russian collusion delusion, and there were process crimes that the president was not guilty of. And also, we now know that Hillary Clinton launched the frivolous and fraudulent Russian collusion delusion probe and paying for the dossier in order to distract from her own email scandal. And she's the one that started it. We know these facts now, and it's like, okay, let's begin life from this point forward and forget about the way that Biden and Obama treated Trump. And, and, of course, that uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the national media to, to say it at any point that Joe Biden deserves a special criminal counsel. You have written emails confirmed by the sender, not denied by Biden at all, and you have an in-person witness who's a naval officer that said that Biden's made millions of dollars, and that was about two weeks ago. And the media completely ignored it because it didn't fit. So, of course, Joe Biden, who's mentally impaired and physically not in good shape at the age of 7, 8, having had two brain aneurysms, is reading from a teleprompter and reacting as if this is the second coming of Jesus Christ himself, and I'm disgusted with it. Well, uh, Willie, I have to say, with all due respect, uh, when is the last truth that this president, and I'm being the devil's advocate, there have been a, a long trail of lies, myths, and disinformation and sowing seeds of doubt about this election and dismantling of the, of the U.S. Postal Service, sorting the machines and so forth, uh, and leading up to this vote that has sort of helped to uh, move along the idea that they didn't count in time or didn't get stuff in time and everything else. Uh, I'm just being devil's advocate. Those are facts. So what do you say about that to people at, who, who have come to that direction? At the last inaugural, there were numerous prominent Democrats in the Congress and the Senate that refused to attend Trump's inaugural because he was illegitimate. You have the, the most prominent person, Democrat in America, Nancy Pelosi, who said this is not a legitimate president. So why don't we begin with the idea that the Democrats uh, ought to set the standard for the way Republicans deal with Biden, because that's the way they dealt with Trump. It's so we're, we're never going to come together. We're never going to come together with that attitude. There are a lot of Republicans who have made a, a very serious effort to, to unseat President Trump. Look at the Lincoln Project. I know a lot of Republicans who voted for President-elect Joe Biden. What do you say to them? 
I would say in the last election, four or five days ago with the results, every Republican congressman in the country was reelected. There were nine U.S. Senate seats in play. It appears that seven of the nine are staying Republican. And all across the country, the Republicans increased every state house in America to draw the boundary lines. And so the Republican principles won. How is it possible that the guy that brought out and earned seven to eight million more votes, Trump, than he did four years ago, brought with him every Republican in the Congress, every state house of any note, and all of a sudden the guy at the top of the ticket loses because of three cities. He lost because of the corruption in Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta. And those are among the worst places to live in America, controlled by the Democratic Party. Rampant crime, riots, lousy schools, no job creation, and vacation of those areas. And no one can fairly contend that Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta are among the most corrupt places in the United States of America. And if the president believes he can find corruption of such a character to overturn this election, Mr. President, act like Al Gore. Act like Stacey Abrams and show me the proof. I'm not saying it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. But I'm saying a man has the right to determine whether 71 million Americans really we elected the wrong president illegally. No one contends that Philadelphia is a sane, safe place. It is corrupt. You don't have individuals watching the ballots being counted. And Michigan. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They do have people overseeing it. They didn't want the mob busting in and interrupting and making things uh, things unsafe. Willie, come on. Admit the truth. Admit the truth. Observers from going, and there's there was computer glitch in Michigan, where all of a sudden seven thousand Trump votes went suddenly to Joe Biden, and the person that owns that company is Nancy. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pelosi's husband. And the same program was used in most of the states that were blue in this country. So you're now, saying it was saying fixed? It wait, wait a minute, Willie, Willie, wait a minute, wait a minute now. I'm not waiting. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Saying you're right saying now, it's fixed. I'm not sure you're that saying that you can't trust the vote at any level because Pelosi's husband operates or owns the system of, of votes? That seems corrupt at the highest level. Why have I not heard more about this? You're making something up I didn't say. Uh, there, there was a computer program in Michigan and Lansing that switched 7,000 votes from Trump to Biden. Right now in Las Vegas in Clark County, there's at least 5,000 affidavits filed by individuals who supposedly voted for Biden who are either dead, illegal, or out of state. And that's being put together Good as voters. I speak. The corruption in the major cities of this country, country is not just in the public schools that don't educate or all the criminal misbehavior or the rioting that goes on. There's massive political corruption in major cities in this country. And I'm not willing to accept the result of an election anymore than the Democrats never accepted the election of Donald Trump and sought to impeach him and his family and investigate them until kingdom come. And so when Joe Biden talks about the glories of the American flag and all of us coming together, why didn't they do it relative to Trump? What I can say is that President-elect 
Biden got 2,790,648 votes as tallied in Michigan. 16 electoral votes as that goes. 2,644,525. That difference is more than those votes that you say flipped. Are you saying that you have information that there would be more stink to this to where this has been fixed? I have no more information than it's in the public domain, but I'll say this. If I'm Joe Biden, I want every investigation to be conducted. I want a full airing of all these charges so that when they're proven to be, I assume, false or maybe true, he can say, look, I'm not short-circuiting any investigation. If someone has information that five or 10 or 50,000 illegally voted anywhere in the country, I want those investigations to go forward so when they're determined to be factually accurate or inaccurate, I can say I'm the president, we investigated these things, and they're not true. And, in fact, Biden should be the first one to say, I don't accept the results of these uh, elections until there's full investigations of these allegations. Some are false. Some are true. But at the end of the day, if, if uh, we would accept the standards set by Obama and Biden, I would assume a special prosecutor will soon be appointed against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Ten days before the inaugural of Donald Trump four years ago, the Washington Post ran a story that said the impeachment begins of Trump. And that was January 10th of uh, four years ago, uh, 2017, article run with Democratic sources, we're going to impeach Trump. Now, what if there was a story now about the Hunter Biden emails that prove that Joe Biden, who's been on a public servant salary his whole life, has five homes, including two on beaches on the Atlantic coast. Where'd that money come from? Uh, I don't know. But if, if Republicans would act like Democrats right now, let's begin the impeachment of Joe Biden. Let's talk about it the way the Democrats talked about Trump. You and if that's the now. standard, let's go after it. You sound much better now. I was very concerned off the air when we first started this conversation. You, you sounded very down. Now you're fired up. And I don't necessarily buy everything. And I'm a centrist. So I, I, uh, I annoy everyone Have you equally. seen the way the media covers this? Do you think four years ago they were doing this with people dancing in the streets, talking about the glory of the Trump family, talking about the first lady being born in a communist country and Melania working herself up, talking about the Donald and Don Jr. and Eric and the great-looking family they have? None of that. I do like Ivanka. On. I do. None I do. of that went on. What uh, they did was say, you know what, let's go after him, let's impeach him, it's illegitimate. That's all the Democrats said. It's illegitimate. A lot of Republicans have said Everybody's it, too. Everybody's illegitimate. Really. I'm saying, okay, what if, what if Republicans took their standard of conduct from the way Democrats treated Trump? How has how, Trump how handled himself, Willie, over all this time? Again, being devil's advocate, Sterling talking to Bill Cunningham. Of course, he'll dress the nation and effectively the world tomorrow night starting at 9 on 700 WLW and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, this president, Trump, I mean, has certainly not helped that image and that frustration and aggravation by lie after lie, mis- and disinformation being espoused time and time and time again. I mean, to the tune of tens of thousands of lies on a regular basis as the face of this nation, as our leader of the free world. That doesn't bode well and certainly has stirred the pot enough to turn a lot of Republicans against him and more votes being cast in this election than we've ever seen for Trump and for Biden, who is the president-elect. Could he not have handled himself differently rather than being the reality TV star president who's always working on dividing people rather than uniting people? He could have possibly uh, won in a landslide rather than have any question about this at all whatsoever. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan. 
whatever the lies are being told by politicians, I know Trump's results have been unbridled. We talk about a functioning Supreme Court. We talk about more. Right now, members in Congress are going to take back the, the House in 2022. Uh, lying is part of the American political process. That's Joe Biden has book after book of lies. I'm saying right now, I wish the country could come together, you don't and I sound wish like the Democrats would actually practice what they preach. I, I don't we want to get weird and say, don't. I don't want to say in this in a weird way that to embrace you, but I, I think we should all come together. I, I think it's a very important thing, and that's a part of the president of moving ahead, whether it be December uh, or otherwise, to say, you know what, the next guy is inbound. What do you say to anyone at this particular point in time who asks about how we get to a place of healing? How do we make sense of this in this particular time when we are so divided? How do we come together, Republican, Democrat, independent, and anything and everything in between of some 330-plus million Americans? Sterling, when Republicans win, it's all about impeachment and demagoguery. When Democrats win, it's about coming together which means agreeing with me. You need if to listen to me, me more. I, I talked to, Willie, I talked about coming together four years ago. I avoided Nobody politics. did. The Democrats said, hell with it. Let's impeach him. Let's lie about Trump. Let's have the Democrats in the Congress concoct a conspiracy to get him out of office. What if that's what would be happening right now? The media would go crazy. I'm sure they it's have... already happening under the cloak of darkness, and attorneys already, and I, I, I should have been a lawyer, uh, but, I, but I am not. Uh, you know they're getting billable hours in retainment or now in state after state looking to litigate this particular well, election. Fine. If, you can, uh, if you want to find something, uh, it's amazing to me how the media says it's unfounded, it's unfounded. How do you know unless you investigate it? It's kind of like the Biden emails. It's unfounded. How do you know unless it's investigated? If the president wants to investigate it, that's his right. Investigate it. I assume there's going to be nothing found, but if there is something found, so be it. But how do you find, let's come together, when there's serious allegations of fraud in Atlanta, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Detroit, and Las Vegas, serious allegations of fraud, By and who? all of a sudden the media says, well, they're unfounded. How do you know they're unfounded until you investigate? Who investigates? The state level, local level? Because county by county, city by city, state by state, these are individual elections that then are all pulled together for uh, the well, office of president. Filed and discovery takes place, Correct. and the DOJ has criminal referrals out of Clark County and Las Vegas. Yes. So let's see the next step. The problem is the court system is not set up to handle this. The court system operates at the speed of flowing lava, and you have to have these things resolved by January 20th, or in many cases by January 1st. And so I assume there's not much there, but it's amazed me every election cycle the Democrats win, it's coming together. When the Republicans win, let's impeach and get them out of office. What, what a standard. All I can tell you is this. I believe in this nation. I believe most people are good. And I believe this will move ahead as we have always done for uh, all these years since 1776. And, and uh, the sun will still rise tomorrow. And I will look to hear you as the world listens to you addressing the, the planet tomorrow night starting at 9 on 700 WLW. Sterling, the truth will set you free. You are a good man. I am glad you sound better. I was very concerned for I've your well-being. I've been a little well-being. depressed. You got me pissed off now, Sterling. You got me pissed All off. All I do is ask probing questions and try to make sense of things. And if that pisses you off, you need uh, the judge to calm you, to, to uh, counsel you, and to somehow find you a better place because you know I love you, I care for you. And, and by the way, when you were the boss of this place, you did not fire me, and for that I thank you. Coming together means agree with me 
and forget about your principles. That's what coming together means in the mind of a Democrat. A lot of Republicans. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. I have a lot of friends that are also more conservative than liberal, and they had that same feeling about this president, this administration, and how things have been handled. So there is a little bit of double talk and jive, but we love you just the same, Willie. Back to work, and God bless America. Talk to you Sunday night at uh, 9 o'clock here on The Big One. Bill Cunningham with Sterling back with your chance to get interactive. And also Kevin Necessary talking about editorial cartoons and what he does on a regular basis for Channel 9 and much more Sterling ahead on your Saturday night, 700 WLW. Sterling hanging out, 700 WLW. News time, I believe. Things are weird. There's Sean Gallagher. Is that him? He knows what's going on. So, uh... He'll disseminate news, and then we'll come back with Kevin Necessary. Sterling, 700 WLW. Just talking to Dan Carroll. He's in the building, and I said, thank God. I said, thank you. Dan Carroll, thank you. He goes, why are you thanking me? I said, because you're here. He goes, how was the marathon shift last night? Eight hours. I said, I don't know. After about 2.30, it's all a blur, and and I I might have gotten belligerent. I, I don't know. It's all. I think it's a podcast, but... I have no idea. How you doing? It's Sterling hanging out till midnight. And uh, after that, the, the overnight with Dan Carroll. So uh, just trying to make sense of what's going on in the world. The election, President-elect uh, Biden addressed the nation with the Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Harris earlier. President uh, Trump has yet to uh, admit loss, defeat, uh, looks to litigate and carry on. And uh, aside from still the bitterness and rancor that people, I'm all about bringing people together. I don't know if that means we could have some beers together, maybe some bourbon, maybe some good food, maybe go to a football game at a distance. Apparently, that's what we got to do. Bearcats won earlier. That makes me feel good, even though I went to Wright State where there is no football. Uh, but everything is fine. But I, I thought it'd be interesting to talk to a guy I had not had on the show, and it seems like way, way too long. And I actually saw a Spectrum uh, pseudo-documentary interview deal with him a couple of nights ago, and I was like, man, i got to get Kevin on. I'm talking about Kevin Necessary, who does stuff for Channel 9, and uh, is uh, an uh, editorial cartoonist, a political cartoonist. I think that's a fair way to describe him. And his job is, is unique because he gets to poke the, the proverbial bear or a hornet's nest on a regular basis and, and have an opinion. Uh, and it's interesting. So I'm wondering what that's like now and what ahead uh, he's facing uh, doing that job. Kevin Necessary, welcome back to 700 WLW. Thanks for making time. I'm glad you're talking to Sterling tonight on the big one. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, you were mentioning bourbon. I was just... Uh... Just outside having a, you know, around a uh, campfire, or not a campfire, but a little fire pit, you know, having uh, some uh, very nice bourbon. Well, uh, first of all, it is an amazing night for it. Taking a break from that to talk to me is appreciated. And to be honest, after a couple of pops, I'm probably easier to deal with. So maybe it all works out better (laughs) for everyone. I'd be doing better if I had a few now, but I still got to drive home or or get an Uber or something like that. Here's what I want to know, because it's not a commercial, but when you say you're drinking a good one, what are you drinking? Uh, Wait a minute, hold on. That was almost like intervention from corporate. You got garbled there on the cell phone. What are you drinking again? (laughs) I was drinking some uh, 1792. Okay, good. Nice. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we've got you know, we've got plenty of stuff. You know, Um, I mean, I think you know, uh, if you haven't tried New Riff from down over in, in Newport, yeah. Excellent, excellent bourbon. Okay. I'd like to follow that trail, but I don't think I could stay awake that long. I've reached a point now with one or two of them, and I'm done. I like curl up, and I get boring. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Kevin, necessary, but i, I got to ask right now, what is it like? I, I know here being devil's advocate and, and a- asking probing questions of people uh, <clears throat> is uh, irritating to some, and is uh, I've gotten a good bit of heat and hate for it, which is fine. I appreciate it. But 
I've also tried to stay away from some of the issues that you uh, write or draw and illustrate about uh, on a regular basis. What is it? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like poking the bear, if you will, on a regular basis doing what you do. Because you get hate probably from all sides. You're going to say critical things about Biden in, in your uh, work uh, in the days and weeks and months and maybe years ahead. Oh, yeah. You know, it, you know every editorial cartoonist comes in with an opinion, comes in, you know, with a, you know, a side, but I think, you know, the, the best of us will always try to speak truth to power, no matter who is in, you know, who is in office. Uh, I tried to do that here, in, especially in Cincinnati, you know, I mean, with my, my work with the Inquirer, 99% of that is, uh, you know, it's, it's local, it's, you know, it's Ohio, it's Cincinnati, it's our region, and you know, you have to be able to look at what's happening and, you know, just, you know, use your own values, but, you know, try to, in, in some sense, be an equal opportunity offender. Yeah, I, I think that's important. Is there training for it? How did you find yourself in a position to do it the way you have been? Uh, I've actually been doing it uh, just since, you know, since high school, but, you know, for, for Professionally, I've been doing it here since 2014. Yeah. So I was working at uh, Channel Nine, and then you know now I'm doing a weekly cartoon with the Inquirer. Um, yeah, you know, I got lucky. I grew up in a town with, to me, the you know the preeminent editorial cartoonist in the country, Jim Boardman. That's right. And I was I was lucky. I used to show up in his office when I was a kid, and uh, you know he he's always supported me and. You know, that's what I wanted to do. I wasn't good at anything else. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what that's like. Uh, Kevin Necessary with Sterling, 700 WLW, does stuff for the Inquirer, as uh, Denver Channel 9, is an editorial cartoonist. Is it fair to call you a political cartoonist? Because it's not always politics, but, I mean, there is a semantics issue with that. Uh, No, I mean, I I think political cartoonist, editorial cartoonist, you know, it, it does kind of cross over. And, I mean, this has been, you know, 2020 has been an exceptional year, not always in the best ways. And, <laughs> yeah, that's a kind word. Exceptional is yeah. very kind of you. I would call it a, 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 a crap pot. Well, I, I've got a couple of words that I could probably call it uh, that you know might not be suitable. Yeah, you know, in other air, words, but... I'd be unemployed uh, trying to get a hard-to-find yeah. editorial cartoonist job someplace. Speaking of which, those are not as common as they used to be. With so many cuts in media, certainly you are almost uh, an anomaly. You're, you're like a unicorn almost. There are very few of us. Um, and But, you, you know, I think one of the things that uh, that has happened um, in the last four years, and, and I'm going to say this, you know, no matter what your politics are, I think a lot of people have gotten engaged in the civics process, and I've noticed a lot more people getting engaged with editorial cartooning. Uh, when I, uh, so I'm, I'm a member of the Association of American Editorial Cartoonists, the AAEC, and when I first joined in 2016, it was very much a, you know, there, there are so few of us um, 
and especially there was there was a, a big lack of diversity uh, with that too. And just in the last couple of years, I've noticed more people just picking up pens, pencils, iPads, whatever, and you know, and doing this on their own. Um, it's very, very rare to have a staff position, but more people are are getting into this. And I think with social media, with uh, with the internet, there are more ways to uh, to do this kind of uh, of art and opinion journalism. It's a good thing, and to be able to, I hate to use this term, and a lot of people go, oh, you're not a purist when you talk about making money, but let's be honest, you got to pay your light bill, you got to pay a car yeah. payment or a mortgage or whatever else, and to be in a position to do something that you love uh, and make a living is a, arguably a bonus or luck, uh, but you've worked you know, very hard. I mean, to be, to, be, to be honest, I mean, I would say that you know, 90% of my income does not come from editorial cartooning. It comes from TV storyboard commercials. It comes from other illustration gigs. Um, but I, I feel very honored that I get to do this. Uh, a here in my hometown, you know, with you know, and following in the footsteps of my hero. Yep. Um, it's you know, I, I can't ask for anything more. It's a it's a good place to be and and to have that opportunity. And in fact, uh, you mentioned the interest in it. I don't know if you. I'm sure you have looked at this publication. It used to be in print. I get it digitally now. It may still be in print. Called the Week, and they do a great collection on a regular basis of, of editorial cartoonists or political I've, cartoonists. All I've over. been in I've the seen, Week a couple of times. Yes, you have. I, it's what I was leading to. And, and but <laughs> so you draw clicks and eyeballs to the inquiries you have done to Channel Nine, and that's one of the reasons why you're around. And, and that interest more than ever uh, is here with Trump, and uh, he's a character of his own right. How do you differentiate? I mean, if you look at Saturday Night Live, you got Jim Carrey, who's been doing Biden. Uh, they, they had uh, Alec Baldwin, who, who'd been doing uh, Trump over these years, uh, drawing these characters and so many others on the local level or otherwise. Uh, there's a lot of ways you can go about doing it and characteristics that sort of draw uh, you to them or us viewing your work uh, to them. What sticks out differently or spectacularly for either or both of these? Well, you know, I mean, you know, going with something like you know Saturday Night Live. I mean, that's that's it, it is satire, it is comedy, and um, you know, I, I think the the difference, you know, um, and I can only speak for me, but I, I, you know, can make some generalizations just you know with you know the people that I I have worked with or know as edit, fellow editorial cartoonists. Uh, we are trying to do um, journalism. We, you know, I, I have my background is actually in journalism. Uh, you know, and I decided that I wanted to learn journalism uh, so that it could be a, a news gatherer and I could understand where all of that came from and put that into my cartoons. Uh, you know, if I'd gone to art school, I would be a much better artist. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, there, you know, I mean, it, it still is satire and I, you know, and it's a, diff- it's a different form of satire. But I think what we're trying, you know, what we editorial cartoonists try to do is, uh, really take the issues in the news, you know, from one side or the other and, uh, you know, and try to break that down in, you know, as, as quick a, you know, a manner as, as possible, um, as, in as palatable a manner as possible. Um, you know, and I don't know if any of us, either conservative or liberal or independent or whomever, are really making uh, anyone changed their minds, but at least we, we're getting people talking. Yeah. And I think that's where we, at least for me, that's where I, you know, I really, you know, gain a lot of satisfaction for my job. Well, that makes I get it fun. Talking. 
it makes fun to look at your work, and, and that that's what it's about. And I try to do the same thing. Uh, what comes out of the speaker or earbuds or whatever else, be it podcast or here on the big one, Kevin. Necessary. What have I not asked you that you think uh, is is pertinent to what you do or others like you, though you were your own animal doing uh, your editorial cartoons and all? Uh, because I, you know what I mean. Your view of what you do sitting at that table or now that computer or tablet or what have you to do your work that's changed a lot over the years too. But uh, us oh. looking. Yeah. Into what your world is is interesting, at least to me, and it's my show, so I'm asking. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I realize, and you know, I realize that I have a, uh, um, I kind of have an outsized role, you know, when it comes to what I do, and you know, and and my representations, you know, with. You know, whomever I'm working with, whether it is the Inquirer or before it was WCQ, and a lot of editorial cartoonists, you know, have that that same outsized role. But the one thing that I would I would really encourage uh, your listeners and actually everyone to do is, you know, if you see what you know what we do, uh, recognize that what we do is opinion journalism. You know, this is these are our our own views based on the news that we you know we analyze and, and that we read. But I would I would highly encourage you know, a lot of people to realize, um, you know, what we do is not reporting. It's not you know we are not the you know the the journalists out there. Um, and I think some you know there's a, there's a lot of muddiness to that. Um, and you know I feel very strongly about that. You know and I and I encourage everyone to go out and you know talk to actual reporters, find out you know how things get you know I, I think there is a lot of uh, misinformation and a lot, and sometimes mistrust in the American news media. We're you know we're all people just like everyone else, um, and I would highly encourage uh, you know people to reach out and talk to the uh, you know the journalists. And we have a lot of fine news organizations here in town. A lot we really of fine, do. Uh, journalists. A lot of yeah. hardworking, good people that have been here a long time, and even newcomers. And, and the script boy, school and everything they, else here is really uh, markedly yeah. different for a lot of people coming up than you see. And I've been lucky to be able to come back home to Ohio again and do this after being in Nevada and being in New Orleans and, and so forth. There, there is a difference, and it, it, we're lucky yeah. to be where we are for a whole lot of reasons. And it's nice that we're sort of a secret on the down low in this part of the world, too, in a way, because we don't want too many around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'd be like Seattle, they ruin it and everything costs too damn much, you know what I mean? Right. You know? Oh. No, I mean I, I used, used to live in California and coming back here was you know, it was it was it was mind blowing just, you know, how you know uh how affordable everything was and how you know, I mean I'm 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 a product of the Midwest. You know, um, and I think a lot of us here in Cincinnati are. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate what you do, uh, stirring it up and uh, poking fun at the bear and the, the hornet's nest, whatever you want to call it, provoking some thought, interest, and conversation. It's more or less what I try to do with words. You do it with pictures, and, and it's a beautiful bit of thing to see at the Inquirer and, and all your other stuff. He's at K Necessary on Twitter. Kevin, thanks for making time, my man. I hope you enjoy yourself and uh, have one for me tonight. I will. Uh, take care. Be safe. Um, and uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I, I appreciate it any time. Uh, look forward to it, man. Take care of yourself. Uh, more Sterling coming back. We'll talk on presidential movies. Uh, we'll talk to Donna Schleheck, uh, presidential uh, counts of votes and everything else to go along with it. Lots more to do on your Saturday night, Sterling. Glad you're listening to the Nation Station, 700 WLW. What? Good talking to Kevin Necessary. I like the fact that he stopped drinking for the conversation. I would have kept drinking. I mean, why the hell not, right? It's not TV. Like, if we were doing TV and he's sitting there, like, hugging a glass, having a snort, you'd be like, uh, 
dude, you've got a problem. But it's a radio show, so it's all right. Anyway, and somebody just messaged, he should draw you your pictures old on Twitter. I think he'd probably want money for that. I mean, if you want to pay for it, sure, that'd be great. I could have a new picture, but I'm scary. Anyway, uh, about three and a half minutes away from your 11 o'clock report, uh, we'll get an earful of a conversation from Dr. Donna Schleck about the, the election, uh, the process of counting votes and electors and all those other things coming up next hour, and uh, your chance to get interactive. I, I want to give you a, a fair chance to, to get interactive. Uh, we'll start with Gary here in just a second. The phone number, 513-749-7000. 800, the big one, that's 800-843-2441, and pound 700 on AT&T. Uh, your chance to get an active uh, that way and at Sterling Radio. I know I went through that very fast, I'm sorry. But time is short. You should know the numbers by now, and if you're new, I'll tell them later. Uh, this is what I want to know. One, uh, how do you feel about that speech that President-elect Biden uh, gave earlier? And uh, are you uh, excited uh, for this change uh, or are you uh, dissatisfied? Do you feel that uh, the president should continue to fight, as uh, Willie said earlier when we talked to him, uh, by any means necessary until he can't fight anymore uh, or maybe overturn what appears to be an outcome uh, beyond uh, refute uh, at this particular point in time? Uh, lots to get to. And I want to have a little fun. I, I want to be all serious. And I know there's a lot of people that are angry. There's a lot of people that are sad. And I want to be a uniter, not a divider. Or bring people together, and I like to make fun of everyone, mostly myself. So uh, let's not get too wigged out about this. I also want to know about presidential films, movies about presidents or presidents in them uh, that you think are, are worth checking out. I think we can have fun with that. Manchurian Candidate seems to be very popular on Twitter. Uh, also, All the President's Men, Sarcastic uh, King, uh, Cincy Bryan got that. Uh, what, point Break, uh, Tad uh, KSCCO7 has had. Uh, point breaks, does that count as a presidential movie? Now, the only thing I can think about that is sort of like dead presidents. The only thing in that was the mask that was presidential, right? Otherwise, they were just thieves, right? And an FBI agent trying to get, get them, like, uh, busted. If I'm not mistaken, that's what the point break was. In a lot of uh, cool, uh, you know. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Surfing, which being a kid from Ohio, I, uh, I like to watch that, but I, all I would do is paralyze myself or something. I got one for you. Yeah. Get off my plane. Now, that's not snakes on a plane. What is that? Air Force One. Air Force One. There's, there's another one. That, that's very clear and obvious. Jeff Carr, by the way, uh, producing the show, locked on reds. Hot stove leak in front of us, so a very exciting time for him, and we'll see exactly what that uh, – Trevor Bauer, I would love to have him come back. But the tendered offer is probably going to be about half or a third of what he may get elsewhere in these one-year deals, which is unfortunate. But how fun was it to watch him in those Reds this last short 60-game, 66-day season kind of scenario? He should absolutely win the NL Cy Young. Yeah, I think it should be easy. I think it, it would have been maybe easier if they had gone to the series, but it was nice to, 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 to see what they did. Uh, I want to give Gary a fair chance here. Gary, you're there. Hang on after the news, man. We'll get you, all right? I hope he's still there. It's silent. 
I don't know. I feel bad because I teased him and then I didn't. I was like, what? what? You come to me? No, no. I don't, I don't think that's the case. Oh, oh, and by the way, in case you missed it, uh, Bengals have a bye week uh, this week. Had a couple guys test positive for COVID. Uh, we will see exactly what happens next week with them. Joe Burrow and company uh, supposed to be staying in the area in the pseudo Bengals bubble and football Bearcats all over Houston earlier, 38-10. You heard that game on the big one because this is the home of the best Bengals coverage and where those football Bearcats play because it's their home. News Radio 700 WLW Cincinnati. Final hour this Saturday night, Sterling. Glad you're here, 700 WLW. Bearcats won earlier. I'll go through a, a list of some scores in a bit. You might care about Bengals uh, with a bye week. That's good. Rest, relax, and uh, get prepared for a Steelers. Steelers. Be nice to see them beat them down. Be nice to just go and see a game in person. If they did win, it'd be the first time since November 1st of 2015 when they did it in Pittsburgh. It's been a while. Thanks for that, Jeff. It's okay. Anything can happen. That's what people feel like right now. Uh, anything can happen. There are people that are uh, despondent, that are uh, on the ledge. We talked to Willie earlier. I brought him in off the ledge and calmed him down, fired him up, and got him ready. Because I'm, I'm devil's advocate. I like to ask probing questions. I will flip-flop, but still in, in asking people to validate and explain where they're coming from on issues, whether it's why they like the Reds or don't like the Reds or like President Trump or, or like President Biden, maybe like both, and, and want this country to come together. Uh, we now have a, a 46th president-elect, uh, uh, Joe Biden. Kamala Harris, the VP, uh, they got next come January 20th, unless something uh, irregular happens and there are questions about irregularities in places. We'll see if there's any validity to that in the days ahead. President uh, Trump saying that he's going to fight to keep that office because he feels that it was stolen. He said it was being stolen before there was actually a vote taking place, and he said that he won actually election night before many votes had actually been counted, though he did actually receive more votes than anyone has ever received except... For President-elect Joe Biden, which uh, the good thing from all of this is that we've seen more people taking part in our process of elections in this uh, democratic republic uh, than we have ever seen. And that, I think, is a positive for this country as we move ahead. Hopefully not too many people disenfranchised. And I like the idea of split government where uh, one party or another is not just going to go in there and go willy-nilly over everything. Uh, and that, at least at this point, seems to be where you're going to have a split Congress and a different uh, thing from the occupier of the office of president. And that's not bad. And we see a lot of uh, states uh, around the country that uh, lean on the Republican side. So we'll see exactly how that moves ahead. Gerrymandering. There'll be a lot more gerrymandering. It's just what the people do. Uh, for right or wrong. So I want to have a little fun. A couple things I want to lay out here on the table, and then we'll uh, talk to Donna Schleich uh, from our conversation earlier about how this process plays out in the days ahead and the changing of power and all those things, about 1135 or so. I want to know, one, if you're okay with this outcome as it stands. Should the president fight? Are you happy? Were you dancing in the streets, as we've seen people all over the country doing, uh, in one way or another, honking horns and so on? Or do you want to protest? Are you just sick and tired, browbeaten, and just uh, over the whole idea? It seems like literally the last four years has been a campaign, and certainly the last year has definitely been all about campaigning, uh, which is... I'm tired of that, frankly. I'd like to, to carry on with something else, but give you a chance to uh, really give your opinion. 749-7000. Put 513 in front of that if you'd like to get interactive. 800-843-2441. That's 1-800-THE-BIG-1. Pound 700 on your AT&T device of choice. And also 
uh, at uh, Sterling Radio. You can get interactive that way. Uh, the other question was about presidential movies. Uh, Gamblin' Ramblin' Man says uh, Dave is a good presidential movie. Uh, we also, Manchurian Candidate, very popular. And uh, EB, uh, Queen City Madman, says the Denzel one, never saw the old one. I recommend uh, seeing the Sinatra version for sure. I mentioned earlier uh, all the president's men. There are about three or four people who have uh, said that that's the one. Want to know your favorite presidential movie? Are you happy with this? I have many questions. Uh, and uh, we'll try to have a little fun. 513-749-7800, the big one at pound, 700 AT&T. Let's uh, get to Forest Park. Gary, are you there, Gary? I'm here, Sterling, how's you doing tonight? I, I think I'm. Like go ahead. I think I'm okay. How do I sound? You sound upbeat. Uh, I'm trying to be. I don't have another five hours after this show like last night, where I started to hallucinate after three, and I, I was not taking yeah. any drugs. I see, thankfully, Dan Carroll about twenty feet away through uh, multiple panes of glass, uh, preparing feverishly for that Saturday night overnight show. So, uh, I, I, I will leave you in capable hands in about fifty or so minutes. Yeah, well, they should be giving you hazardous pay for doing what you did last night. Well, can you can you be my manager or agent and work that out? I, I could use some I double or triple time pay, but here's what I understand. Uh, bean counters would say I could leave, too. So that that's how that conversation would go. But if you can be my buffer in my face, I'll give you 20%. Okay. You got a deal. All right. We'll um, work on that. You first, sound upbeat, too. Where do you see things as we stand right now in these United States of America, Gary? Well... I voted for uh, Trump in six in 2016, and I did the same here last, you know, Tuesday. Right. Um, and I listened to uh, President-elect uh, uh, Biden with his speech tonight, and I like what he, you know, he is saying that he wants to uh, for the middle class to uh, help, you know, the middle class. I just hope he means what he's saying. He also brought up the, uh, green, you know, how he's going to save the environment with the green, uh, what they ever call it, uh, Greenpeace or whatever. It's well, called. he's going to, I think, try to, to have us as clean energy as we possibly can, yeah. which I think is important. You know, we got to, I mean, we need to be independent so we're not depending, I think, on other places around the world for our energy. So I, I think we're well, in a good place moving ahead. Yeah. Well, but Trump did anything. He uh, certainly, uh, you know, with that fracking and that, I love going to the gas station and paying a dollar ninety nine for my gas tonight. Well, where did you do that? I, I paid two and a quarter. I, I feel like I got robbed. Well, you got to go to Butler County. It's always <laughs> cheaper up there. Well, um, next stop, then I, that, that's where I'll be. But I got to do a lot of driving before I need more. Yeah, but I was wondering, you know, when uh, you know. I kind of think that, uh, you know, they're going to uh, do away with the uh, fracking, and I just wonder how uh, all these people who voted for President-elect Biden, how they're going to feel when they're paying maybe 5 6 7 $8 a gallon for their gas. Well, first of all, the fracking's not getting us petrol. Uh, that That's coming no. from other sources, and, and I don't think they're ever going to get rid of fracking. I have friends in that business. and uh, I hope not. There, there's a I lot hope. of, uh, you know, there's questions about it being done safely, but that's what we have to do. We have to have as many yeah. resources as we can, from, yeah. from yeah. oil to coal to natural gas to solar to wind. I think we take advantage of everything that we have available to us to try to maintain our independence and to keep it affordable and not seven or eight dollars you, you you scare me saying that gary i hope you're wrong well i i, I hope i'm wrong too but uh, you know that was just one of president trump's big uh, sales pitch 
I heard him say, you know, if uh, they do away with fracking, and this is a, uh, you know, a long time. I don't ever believe that uh, we haven't been um, relying on our oil and that from foreign countries, you know, and he, he you know, he made us all so. Well, I think um, we're I think we're a net exporter of oil at this point, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I think the I don't think the fracking is going to go anywhere, Gary. But I, I think, like everything, we could do it more efficiently and neater and cleaner. And I don't care Republican or Democrat. I, I think we have to be uh, stewards of this planet uh, and be conservative about what the resources we have. And I think that's reasonable and rational, regardless of party. That's just about surviving and, and leaving a, a, this place better, hopefully, for uh, future yeah. generations, future Garys and Sterlingettes and Sterlings of, of, of these uh, United States and planet. Yeah, well, you know, during the talk in that, when Biden, well, he was for uh, fracking when he was in Pennsylvania and when he was uh, somewhere else, he was against it. You know, he seemed like he right. was flip-flopping well um, i think that's the nature of things uh, in general i I think he misspoke and i think that probably cost him some votes but not enough to lose pennsylvania but we'll see how it plays out gary it was a pleasure to talk to you my man i'm against a a wall on time can i tell you my favorite uh, presidential movie i wish you would gary the american president now is that one with annette benning yeah and uh, michael douglas and I liked it because, you know, I, I believe his wife died when he was not, and he was, uh, you know, uh, single again. And he was, you know, and Annette Benning was like a journal, you know, a journalist and that. And they right. kind of clicked and he was sneaking hit her in and out of the White House, <laughs> you know. Sort of the way Clinton he, used to sneak big backs yeah, in and he, out of there. Or he, blue women with blue dresses. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that. Well, anyway, he was banging, you know, a journalist while he was in office. You right, know? right. These are the and things that, that they do. I think that's worth checking out again. I haven't seen that in a long yeah. time. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one. You there know. you go. Well, Gary, I got to hop. Uh, otherwise, okay, Jeff's going to throat punch me for not being on time. Take care of yourself. Can I take one more call? or Should I stop? One more call. Let's see who's been holding the longest. I got Donald, and then we'll get to Al and Greg and and, and John. And room for you. Seven four nine seven thousand eight hundred. The big one. Pound seven hundred on AT and T. Donald, what's going on? How's life? Pretty good. How are you? I'm well. Do I have to talk you off the ledge the way I talked our Willie back off the ledge earlier? He was very despondent, very depressed, but then I got him fired up and motivated for Sunday night show. Man, you always do that. I'm here to help. I I am a servant of the people, as they say. Well, you're a movie guy, too. Yes. President. It's not a direct president, but it had Clint Eastwood. John Malkovich was wanting to kill the president. He was antagonizing Clint Eastwood during the movie. What is that called? I'll have to look it up. I don't know. Uh, I'll have oh, to look. I, I figured you would know. No, no. Kevin Carr is the movie guy who's an expert. I, I, I don't know all this stuff from just basic memory. I, oh, okay. A Clint Eastwood movie about presidency. I, well, wait a minute. He's a secret servant. And uh, let me think who else. Uh, one of the most underrated, John Malkovich, was also in the play. Absolutely. And he, he had the, the, the improvised firearm. And they thought that uh, it, uh, they thought that he was crazy and insane when he said that there was some type of plot afoot. And then he had to fight back because he had let a president get shot in the past or something in the line of fire jeff says is that the one 100 percent, yes he let jfk get shot that's what malkovich kept reminding him of and uh oh and he says rotten tomatoes 96 percent. so you know it's a winner not just you like it donald i like it but a whole lot of other people anything else before i let you bounce because i really am late now 
I know you are. I appreciate you taking my call. Have a good night. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I like this tweet. Here's the funny thing. So I, I think I've given people a fair chance to share their views. I like to question people. So this guy keeps tweeting at me, and it's just a troll, D-Law. And he says, uh, first of all, he goes, it's the best. He says, it's something about like not giving anybody a chance to share their, their views. And he says, what about 20 or 30 seconds? I've listened to last two nights. Hard pad. Keep censoring like Twitter and Facebook. I'm censoring no one, but I am asking people to validate what they're saying if they're talking. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And craziness. So D-Law, call 749-7000. the big one. Pound seven on AT&T. Or uh, just shut up, which is what I'm going to do now because i got to take care of some business on 700 WLW. Sterling hanging out, 700 WLW. In the distance, Dan Carroll. He's feverishly preparing in the other room. I see him now. He's holding a device at arm's length, texting back and forth, putting a show together for the overnight Saturday to Sunday. And uh, thankfully, he's here because last night was a marathon. Eight hours. If I could get away from me, I would. And then eight hours of me, my gosh, I appreciate anybody and everybody who was listening. It's a beautiful thing. At Sterling Radio on Twitter, you can get interactive. Dr. Donna Schlake going to join us. A conversation about the election and everything with it following the news at 1130. Uh, we'll rip through some calls here, talking about the presidential films, about uh, your situational uh, mood, uh, about where we are as a nation for President-elect uh, number 46, uh, Biden and Harris, uh, and uh, President Trump at 45 and Pence. Also, uh, on the way out, if you think uh, this fight and battle and legality should be moving ahead, how you feel? Taking a pulse. Are you okay? Are you happy? Are you like Kevin Necessary, having a few pops, making time for us in the midst of his political cartooning uh, and so forth with the fire pit, which he also tweeted at me a picture of the fire pit, but none of the booze. He, he did put the glass down to talk to us, which I thought was nice. Uh, 513-749-7800, the big one pound, 700 at and your chance to speak your mind now. And uh, Let's get to Butler and uh, Greg and to John and Todd and Al all before the news. What's going on, Greg? You're with Sterling on the big one. Good evening, young man, and I say that with respect because I really do enjoy hearing you younger folks' opinions of things. Well, I appreciate uh, you saying so. I, I uh, Sometimes I don't even like the things I say, but I guess that's healthy. <laughs> or, or maybe I should see someone or drink more. Hey, that's what this country is all about, all of us. If I can annoy you. myself and disagree with me, because I, I don't know, is that healthy? I, I mean, it's not even the voices in my head. I'll say something, do I really feel that way? I don't know. That's kind of bad if you're dealing with voices in your head. That's just between us. Forget about the millions of people okay, listening. Okay, we won't spread that. Yeah, out. it's fine. I've, I've come away with from this election with more questions than answers, and uh, it, it's a being an older person and, and, and admitted Trump supporter. I want to say that to start with. That's okay. There's a number. There's a number of things I find troubling. And one, the first one being, so far as the election goes, with as much advanced notice and the epidemic going on, I can understand the mail-in. What I don't understand, why they had to accept ballots beyond that date. I, everybody on the planet had to know with plenty of time 
get their ballot in by November the 3rd. I don't Just disagree. My, you, well, no, let me tell you this. My opinion, I, hey, listen, my I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you in that regard. I made sure that I dropped mine off because I didn't want there to be any question, and I was yeah. very uh, much every day until I saw it processed checking at the Board of Elections, which we in Ohio are lucky enough to be in that situation. Not every uh, county in, in the country necessarily had everything like that. Well, I, yeah, even the oldest infirmed uh, citizen should have been able to do that. One would hope. Here's the problem, and this is where it got hairy, is that there was a slowdown of the mail because they yanked some processing machines out, and that caused uh, some problems in many of the places where the count yeah, has been going and so we're on. Talking, we're talking about knowing months ahead of time. Well, you, I know. You could have bailed your bail. There's another thing that really bothers me is this uh, enlightenment that was not covered by the media at all. Enlightenment. It was Mr. Belinsky with... Uh, the president-elect's son being involved in these deals, and he's alleging that he was involved with it, too, with China. And the mere idea that President Trump was investigated so much by the media, but that was never even really addressed. Well, I think yeah. beyond media doing it, I, I think the fact that you have people who are supposed to investigate these things to say if there's wrongdoing or not, and, and in fact, at this point, there wasn't any wrongdoing shown, but we'll see if there's some type of investigation yeah, that continues. Has it even been investigated much yet? Well, he, he's got the head of the Justice that. Department. The question is, why didn't they go at it more aggressively before this rather than just having it sort of you being... Know what? You know, with, that's, a, that's a question you and I both have. And you got to ask the president you that. The and you got glitches. you got the computer computer glitches up in uh, Michigan, and then the one thing I do, and, and I don't want to take any more time except for one more major point, and that is I dislike it on both sides. Yeah. When the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court lengthened the days to accept ballots, they took away mine and your say-so. Now, we don't actually live in no. Pennsylvania, but, but they took away the people of Pennsylvania say-so because those representatives made that law boom. Well, here, here, here's the thing that hopefully should make you feel a little bit better, and, and I uh, dug deeper on this uh, over the last couple of days. And, and what they ordered subsequently was that any of those arriving late, which is they said only, which is hard for me to believe, but it was their court and those people in Pennsylvania saying so, somewhere between three and four thousand votes that should be sort of uh, quarantined, which we're all too familiar with that term lately, uh, yeah. uh, until after, and maybe not include them in the count. That three, four, even if you said thirty thousand, would not have made any difference in the outcome of. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, and that at least is somewhat uh, comforting to me at this point. Greg, it was good to talk to you. I want to get one more in here uh, before we, we uh, get to the news. John, 700 WLW. Hey, man, what do you got? You got about a minute and a half. Yeah. I don't mean to be brief, but uh, I've got other stuff going on. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Hey, I enjoy your show. You do a good job. I try to. I appreciate um, you listening. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, I just wanted to tell you, I'm, as far as the election results, I'm livid over the uh, way the, the count has been done, has been executed. Um, and let me back up and say, and only because the media always throws us into the profile of the Trump uh, supporter, that I'm, you know, college educated. Uh, I'm an intelligence analyst for the government and well compensated, all this kind of stuff. I hope so. Let me say that because <laughs> they always try to, they always try to paint everybody as being, you know, uh, fools, but anyway. Well, well um, let me say this: what they've said so far, what they've seen on exit polling, is uh, more African American males voted for the, uh, President Trump than, than before. Uh, the, the, a lot absolutely. more people that uh, are male and uh, educated have voted for him. So I think that there's been a lot of double talk about that in marginalizing anyone voting for the other uh, uh, candidate, and I think that's unfortunate. <laughs> 
But that's the nature, I guess, of the beast like now. Quickly, quickly, because I'm already uh, about 10 minutes late, those, 10 seconds late. Those are, some, those are some of my points, though, because I work in cybersecurity, and anything that's electronic can be hacked. And to see these uh, vote dumps, as they call them, that would just spike up in one side um, by huge numbers, by 20,000 votes, uh, in places, the, as the gentleman just before mentioned, the irregularities in the software in Michigan, and that same software is used in 47 different uh, counties in Michigan out of 82. Right. And then I've also heard it's also used otherwhere, uh, other places in the country. Um, it just doesn't add up that, that he would do so well, that the Senate um, did well, that the House did well. But I think uh, there's a difference, right? Well. Isn't there a difference, though? And I'm, this is what I'll leave you with this. It, it, it does make some difference, and, and this is common. People will vote for a president, but then will go different for Senate or for Congress because they want a separation of, of those powers effectively and people in those positions in many cases. What I find interesting, though, is when the numbers were the other side, people weren't hating on the other. And that's the, the hypocrisy, I think, in many cases of all of them. John, good call. I'm against the wall in time, and I'm late now. Sean Gallagher has the news. We'll talk to Donna Schlake about this election. And, and we're not done yet. It's your Saturday Sterling, 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. Biden putting forth a plan to deal with the pandemic. With the 1130 report, I'm Sean Gallagher. Breaking now. Joe Biden, the president-elect, after surpassing the 270 electoral vote mark today, addressing supporters in a victory speech tonight. Sterling hanging out, not quite done yet. Midnight uh, is upon us sooner than later, about 22 minutes and change from now. Dan Carroll steps in following the midnight report. But uh, the election uh, has been happening, and the vote, and the president-elect, and so much more. And someone who knows a little bit about votes and elections and political science, former uh, head of such at Wright State University and professor emeritus, uh, is Dr. Donna Schlake with Sterling on 700 WLW. How are you, and what did you think of this acceptance speech and the fact that we have a president at this point who has uh, failed to acknowledge or admit or maybe openly believe that uh, he's on the way out? It, it is. Striking, isn't it, Sterling, that e- even at this point, uh, we have a president-elect, a declared winner, uh, and it's still all about Donald Trump. And I, I think that was the point of President-elect Biden's speech. Uh, we have a lot of business before us to take care of. The country really needs to focus on the issues ahead of us rather than those things that divide us. It's going to be a recurring theme. Uh, the question, of course, will be, will he be able to have a Senate that works with him? But uh, I, I, I've been watching the, the messaging today. Sterling Fox was working very hard to help their viewers you know, begin to explain. But uh, I, I, I've been watching the, the messaging today. Sterling Fox was working very hard to help their viewers you know, begin to accept this transition and its legitimacy. And I think it's important for us to say, you know, once again, thank you to all those poll workers, all those Americans who, who went uh, to the trouble day of or earlier to exercise that core civic duty, which is to vote. Uh, transitions can be uncomfortable, can't they? And uh, President Trump is going to make this harder on the American people, I think especially for his followers, than I think it really has to be. Dr. Slack, I, what I'm kind of curious here about is the fact that there are people who, and I ended up doing a marathon show last night, so eight hours of this, 
and talking to a lot of people, and I've seen it echoed today on Twitter and even walking the dog in the neighborhood, which is my way of getting a quick barometer of what's going on in people's minds, at least those who are willing to talk to me as I walk around and pick up some of my dog's stuff. Um, there are people who think that the, the count is uh, messed up, th that there's been wrongdoing, that there's been uh, random videos and accusations of impropriety, if not uh, outright theft of this election. What do you say to those people who are of that mindset right now uh, and the president sort of uh, stoking that fire and has been for some months? Regardless of where you fall in the political spectrum, it is an issue of concern because this is not a banana republic. It, it, it's such an important concern, and yet, Sterling, how do we reassure people who have been told over and over again that the process is illegitimate, that it's been rigged, that somehow it's a hoax? You, you, you see our fundamental problem here. Uh, I, I think uh, what we can say to people who may not believe it or may not trust the process is to watch what he does. Uh, what, what, watch the selection of his cabinet members. Watch to see when he is reaching across the aisle to initiate uh, legislation, particularly for COVID, research, recovery, uh, economic stimulus. So um, we, we, we've had a lot of tweeting of president of, you know, divisive messaging. It's going to change, and if you don't trust him, trust, what, what, watch what he does. Believe your eyes. Follow the policy. The good news is now we get to talk some real policy, don't we? Let's hope so. Uh, Dr. Don Schleich, by the way, Professor Emeritus from Wright State University, former head of political science with Sterling on 700 WLW, talking about this transition. Uh, President-elect Biden uh, on the way in with Kamala Harris as his uh, pri vice president-elect. And uh, we've got President Trump still saying that uh, he's not one, uh, that he's the winner and he's been robbed. In, in the midst of this, Dr. Schleich, the, the talk of uh, transition and protocol is there a process by which this is done? I'm trying to recall, and I was searching on this, I want to say it was the early 2000s, there was some type of uh, document and agreement put forth as to how a transition is supposed to go, and some of it has been informal, and there's not necessarily any rules. The question is, with this, some people talked about Bill Clinton's administration leaving and uh, not doing it in the nicest of ways. Fear factor, scorchers policy, perhaps President Trump's administration may do the same thing. Is there a protocol for transition to make sure it's done on the up and up for the work of the people, which is what these people's job is supposed to be? You know, there's a protocol. There's a norm. I know when uh, President Obama uh, succeeded W, George W. Bush, uh, how many compliments we heard, public and, and, and in other circles, about the transition and how well, in order to take care of the country's business, the people's business, that uh, W's team had prepared all of the transition books, the paperwork, the computers, the passwords, you know, set up the briefings, go to the briefings, uh, make the transition happen. But it was the Trump administration which uh, handled it a bit differently. Many people believe he wasn't fully prepared to win in 2016, and 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 hence the you know the rush to try to make the transition happen. But in previous ones, in in our uh, 20 and 21st century lifetime, the, the the only rules set are when the electoral college is going to uh, you know to meet and vote, and of course the day of the inauguration. So once again, we're in the world of norms and protocols and past practices, and President Trump has made it one of his hallmarks to, to uh, upend those. However, 
things like briefing books, uh, transitions, and things that you know are, are are half done. It's the people's business now, right? That's that's what we want to stress to everybody. It's the people's business. It's not time to burn down the house. I don't know. Uh, a friend of mine said this seems to be. Remember Elizabeth Kubler Ross, who wrote the book on death and dying, and all of the stages you go through: yeah. denial, anger, bargaining, acceptance, depression, and then finally acceptance. And somewhere in there, maybe you drink a lot or do a, a legal illicit substances. I, I don't know anything about that. That's what I've read. Uh, I, it, 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 it's interesting, but that, that, that process is, I, I think we're going to see that process play out, and I believe that there are good people working in the administration in their day-to-day -day jobs who know it's the people's business, and they want to hand it off properly. I, I have a question, Dr. Schlegel. We're short on time, and I appreciate your willingness to be here, as you were last night, to, to walk through sort of uh, these uh, uncharted territory while uh, we're sort of uh, testing here at this point. Um, in the midst of all this, we have uh, an ongoing pandemic that's raging that has not disappeared as we to were told it was going to. We also have foreign powers that we know that our intelligence agencies have sort of uh, looked to go at electronically because they were in our social media and a lot of other ways trying to, uh, uh, pardon the expression, but dick around with this uh, presidency, uh, election, uh, and basically our uh, independence in some fashion. In a transition like this and moving ahead, how is that dealt with uh, as we sort of try to get to the next phase of, of these United States and, and this nation. You're right. It's, it's a very tricky moment. And that is why both for the American people and also for the world watching, uh, what, pre what President-elect Biden was saying was, I have it in hand. I plan to be even-handed. It will be a transparent process. And people know his reputation. Uh, he's been through this transition process before. He's had time to assemble a team. On the Biden side, I think we're going to see, a, you know, a pretty steady rollout of his, of his circle, his senior aides, and then later his cabinet. The real unknown variable here is, of course, President Trump. And especially in national security politics, one thing the uh, security establishment really likes is predictability. And this is a time when that quirk of the Trump administration doesn't necessarily make us safer. It, are all of those establishments, intelligence, national defense, homeland security, prepared for this transition? Of course. They know the vulnerability. Uh, I think it's, it's been very interesting to watch the messaging that's been coming out. Tonight was the beginning of it, and, and of course it'll continue for those 70 million Americans who might have a lot of questions about what comes next. Well, we all have but, a lot of questions, yeah. Yeah, transitions, we're vulnerable. It's, it, 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 if somebody's going to try to test our readiness, this would be the time. Uh, to, to address questions about certification, because there's a difference between uh, Associated Press and networks calling a race, or Fox News or CNN, and an actual certification uh, of the next president-elect. So when does that certification happen, since they're still counting votes? Uh, the idea with the, the networks calling it at this point is the idea that the, there is no variance of consequence. Uh, there's a, an insurmountable lead that Biden has. Therefore, they've called it for him. What comes next with certification where this becomes a legitimate uh, handover of power and to know that we, he, we got an idea of who's got next? Right. Now it goes back to the states. All the counties, all the boards of election will begin reporting back to the states. Uh, and the states that have to go through a recount, and we'll probably see, what, at least a couple, Georgia, probably Pennsylvania as well. After the recount, then you get to the certification process. 
those those results results go to the states, the legislatures, and then the electors to the electoral college are appointed, and then they convene in mid-December, about the 12th, I think, to actually conduct the election. Here's the final question, and I appreciate your availability, Dr. Donna Schleg, by the way, uh, Professor Emeritus, which means uh, she got to, she still gets to get uh, that, that notoriety and that love and stuff from Wright State, but she doesn't have to deal with the headache of showing up every day, which I, I respect and admire. Uh, former head of political science with Sterling on the big one. A lot of Republicans voted for uh, President-elect Biden, and uh, we saw an outpouring of uh, really people involved with pre previously working to elect Republican candidates uh, at the presidential level and, and down the ticket uh, with the Lincoln Project and so on. So uh, moving ahead, what does that mean for governance, and what does that mean for building coalition and, and generally speaking, I think, a, a togetherness aspect rather than such a butting of heads and uh, you know, us or them mentality that we've witnessed for not just this last four years, but for some time prior. A lot of the uh, individuals who participated in the Lincoln Project will probably be persona non grata for some time in the Republican Party, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the party turn to them to try to figure out a better way forward. Uh, that, that was quite, that was one of the more remarkable aspects of this campaign. Rebuilding uh, a Republican Party and uh, understanding where the demographic trends are going. It's going to be a big challenge to that party as well. But the first thing is to take action that people can see to restore faith. And as you said, that list of crises, it, it, it grows, you know, it's long and it's deep. People want action, they want cooperation, uh, and, and they want some remedy for many of the, you know, the threats that they're facing. So let's see what they do, rebuild their party, um, and hopefully make this process a lot more civil. We saw a real gentleman tonight give a speech. Personally, I'm looking forward to, to a little bit more of that. He doesn't have Obama's eloquence, but he certainly has an authenticity about him. He cares go. about this country. That he does. Uh, we'll see exactly what happens in the days ahead, and hopefully some of these seeds of division uh, domestically can also be sort of healed a little bit. Uh, maybe we've seen this primordial ooze, uh, something that's been there a long time, and, and just now if people feeling more comfortable show who they really are and what they really want. Always a pleasure to get in your head and get your expertise and experience and insight into what's going on with government. Uh, former political science Chair, Wright State University, Professor Emeritus, Dr. Donna Schlake. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks, Sterling. Sterling hanging out 700 WLW. I, I got to say, uh, I've never been happier to see my friend Dan Carroll, and I hope I don't use that term too loosely, uh, than I was tonight. I, and I'm always happy to see, even when you were in that chopper and, and flying over the tornado damage in Dayton, and I'm like, wait a minute, you're not far from my house. How bad's the roof? That was me. It, it was, was you. Me. I was up there. It, it was a ter I'm watching on, like, on my tablet because I still had that anyway. And, and I'm like, oh, Dan Carroll. But I was happy to see you then from a distance. But now, after last night's eight-hour marathon show, you have no idea how happy I was. I got, with... huge, I got huge respect for you doing that, man. That, uh, that, that's a long haul. I'm, I, you know. I'm, I'm staring at five hours of dead air. No, you, you, know, you do a hell of a show. But uh, it, okay, how does, tell me how this sounds. Yes. Hi, I'm Dan Carroll, 700 WLW. It's my, it's my, my NPR voice. It's very passionate. Got it. I've got to pace myself. Is that what you have to sort of slow it down? Yeah, Is yeah, that you, my problem? Look, when I was I was on for Mike Allen earlier today. Yes. And, I, and I'm like this. I'm like, come on, let's go. We're going to talk about the election. We're going to talk about all the fraud, all the other stuff going on. Yes. But now I got five hours, so I'm going to have to bring it down. Spread a it bit. down. Bring a bring, bring, talk about those dangling, pregnant, and hanging oh, chads from man, 20 years ago. Uh, it's all right. They're, they're worse things that we could be doing. Let's, let's be, be honest. Right. So yeah. Like you said, you said it earlier. What you I love said. being here. I love being here. Yeah. So we're 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 blessed. We're fortunate to be. Here. It's cheating, but don't 
don't tell anybody. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, it's don't tell management that. I'm always serious about negotiating there, but it's between us. And your talk with Bill Cunningham a little while ago was fantastic. I, I, first of all, all you got to do with Willie is go, <laughs> what do you got, and let him go. But it was just fun to poke him. I, I, th- I He sounded so despondent on the phone and, and before I got right. him on the air. And then I had him on the and I'm like, dude, and I brought him back in, and then, then he was out of control. Cause There's nobody who flips a switch like that guy. No, it, but it Absolutely took him a while. Not. I've never t- seen it take so long, though. Uh, I mean, just asking probing questions, and, and it was, I was very concerned. I'm like, is the judge around? Can we get her on the phone to try to help you? Maybe he needs medical attention. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll be he, he always will, will be. A lot of people, Nacho Shore, uh, double overtime, Notre Dame handles Clemson, which is only good news for UC, who handled business, of course, with Houston earlier on the big one at Nippert. Did you the get a UC, chance to watch? The UC game was great. I was uh, napping a little bit during the UC game and oh. uh, <laughs> watching the overtime game with the, uh, with the Irish. Yeah. Clemson was big. Sean Gallagher, very happy about very that, happy. too. He's rocking the Irish gear tonight, so he's in, he's uh, he'll, be, he'll be pleasant to be around during the overnight hours. It, it does help in that case. And, and <laughs> got to mention this, too. Ohio State pounded Rutgers at home in Columbus, ranked number three. They are. They'll probably go up a little bit. Uh, shock face. Shock face. Yeah, shocked about that. Now. Poor Rutgers. I mean, seriously, is you go, that's a great paycheck, but do you really want to play Big Ten teams if you're Rutgers? It's bad enough in basketball. <laughs> They, they're in the league, man. But you got to take it they gotta off. They got to step up. It's a paycheck. You know, they've been there, what, Not four the or five kids, years now? I mean, come it's on. been a while. got to get with the program. Well, they, they've won some games. What? What? I'm trying to be positive. Well, Don't they beat Northwestern in baseball? I mean, come on, what? Oh, wow, you know, that's harsh. On, I, 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 it's a great TV what? market. That's why they have them there. I've been spending so much time on all this election stuff. I've, you, I've really not followed much sports at all. Aren't you tired of it? No. No? I love it. I said earlier today. Really? This is... To my way of thinking, yes. this is the best time to be in talk radio is during a presidential election. It is when but, I came in, the election was still going on. Right. Uh, it's still now, going on. There's a lot of people who think it's over now because of what happened earlier. There'll tonight. be some legal the stuff. The networks, you know, do you see Rudy Giuliani? The networks, the networks are clear behind the money. He is such a cartoon <laughs> character visually. I mean, you don't even have to, yeah. like a character. He just, I don't know when that happened. Was but he always guest, that way? The, 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 the guest you had on just on the. the Schleyheck. Yeah. The, the uh, professor, yeah, the professor, right? Yeah, it's, and she, and I, I think you even asked her, and she said at one point during that interview, it's not done, it's not a done deal until the secretaries of state certify the election. Correct, and that's why I wanted so it's it. not a done deal yet. No, it's done, but it's not done. I mean, we've never seen like recounts ever change anything significantly. Listen between uh, midnight and five, and we'll uh, we'll break all that down. Uh, that's why you're here. Anything else of consequence before we let you go on about your evening, and I can go back home and, and like Kevin necessary, have a few pops. I'm just enjoying a coffee right now. Well, you are. The, and by the way, uh, coming up on midnight, I, I smell fresh coffee, and immediately I'm all, I want to drink it. Isn't that great? It, it is. But I remember as a kid, I hated it, and <laughs> you're now welcome to hang around. And I'm leaving. Nothing personal. I will listen to you on the way home, but no, I'm not staying here. No, well, you were here this morning. We're all doing our part. Hey, it's all right. All right. Uh, The Saturday night overnight with a man, Dan Carroll, making sense of things as only he is able to do. Good to see you, Sterling. Good to see you too, my friend. I got to wash, sanitize, martinize, clean myself, mask up to exit this space. Stay over there. Don't get too, don't get play weird plunge play grab ass with okay. me, man. Uh, uh, news time next. The midnight report. I'll talk to you in a week, barring mishap. Uh, just trying to make sense of things. Where the Bengals play next Sunday? They got a week off. COVID positive test. A winning football Bearcats team. And Dan Carroll next. Following the news, I'm Sterling, and this is where them uh, Bearcats play. 700 WLW Cincinnati. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.